You probably know the pandemic posed lots of challenges for hospitals. Employee shortages and burnout, shortages of equipment, and financial challenges. Some major shifts in healthcare would seem to suggest that the ripple effect of those problems are still with us. Today, Michigan Medicine and Sparrow Health System announced that they are merging. For U of M Health, this is an important step toward our vision of a statewide system of highly coordinated, extraordinary care. Sparrow is now our partner in this work, and the University of Michigan Board of Regents, Sparrow Health System, and Sparrow Physician Group will play central roles in our plans to develop a nationally renowned statewide health system that furthers our ability to care for patients across Michigan. And this is the second high-profile hospital merger in the state this year. Today, we'll hear how it happened and what it means for healthcare in mid-Michigan. This is Stateside. I'm April Baer. Um, Michigan Medicine has the luxury of treating very complex patients. Dustin Walsh of Crane's Detroit Business covers healthcare and health systems. Why is Sparrow in so much fiscal trouble? Right. Well, it has to do with the same thing that you're hearing from from all other companies. It's inflation and labor costs. Um, obviously, during the pandemic, uh, you heard a lot about travel nursing. Um, nurses were basically wholesale quitting because the, the hours and everything else were, were were tough, and they could make double, sometimes triple. Uh, what they were making by traveling to other hospitals. So costs for hospitals have gone way, way up. Reimbursement has not really changed. Um, so about half of all U.S. hospitals are actually losing money this year. Um, they're in the red. And so it's no different for any hospital like uh, like Sparrow, which is doing the same thing. It's just, it's just losing money every day that it's operating. Places like Michigan Medicine, the University of Michigan Health System, they're able to sort of sustain it because they have mega donors. You know, they're a big research institution. They can get research dollars. They can they can make their money go further. Um, and so that's really why they're in a better spot and able to sort of take on an acquisition like this. So Michigan Medicine is coming at this deal with an $800 million investment. Is is that the extent of what the parties will disclose about the financial terms at this point? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty simple, because these are nonprofits, the way that sort of they work is, you know, they like to call them mergers, right? They, they merge into each other. Um, but this this is no doubt University of Michigan acquiring Sparrow. Um, the $800 million investment is going to be over eight years. So we're talking $100 million a year. And really, those funds are going to be needed to to make Sparrow uh, sort of an equal partner with University of Michigan that has a very high reputation and a high um, quality of care. Uh, and they need to raise sort of Sparrow's abilities up, and that's going to um, take money. Uh, other than that, there are no other considerations other than, you know, we don't know if there's going to be any overlap of, of services, and therefore they have, may have to terminate employees or, or what may happen as they kind of merge together next year. So, Dustin, I mean, I'm sure this is a huge relief to people who've been trying to crunch the numbers at Sparrow and make everything work. But all those financial conditions that we've been talking about, uh, inflation and and staff costs that, that made it hard for Sparrow during the pandemic and immediately after, are any of those going away? I mean, what, what reason do we have to think that Michigan Medicine can make it work? Yeah, those, those conditions are not going away anytime soon. Um, you know, if you have something very wrong with you that maybe is above what the quality of care you can get at a Sparrow or maybe some other hospital in the state, where do you go? You go to Ann Arbor and you go to University of Michigan. Um, that extends across the Midwest. And so University of Michigan and, and Michigan Medicine has the ability to sort of 
be able to high, have a higher margin product. And that was really the reason behind this acquisition is that they can't take any more referrals in Ann Arbor. Their hospital just can't handle any more. They don't have this space. So now what University of Michigan and Michigan Medicine can do is now they can expand what they already do in Ann Arbor and push it to Lansing or they have an existing hospital in Wyoming, Michigan, near Grand Rapids. Um, so really we're seeing sort of them branch out of Ann Arbor and that way, if, if you have a complex condition and you need to be referred to University of Michigan, you can maybe go somewhere closer to home because that's inevitably better for you as a patient not having to travel two, three, four plus hours to get treatment. Okay. I'm starting to get a better picture of how this might work. I do wonder, though, can you tell us a little bit more about the the healthcare landscape in Lansing? I mean, does Michigan have anything else to position itself against, I guess, as it tries to create... Uh, you know, the, the model that it has in Ann Arbor in a, in the, another part of the state? Not really. I mean, Michigan Medicine does have places up north. They, you know, they kind of have a, um, like I said, they met, they have the University of Michigan West over in Grand Rapids that has plenty of ambulatory care. So the big model right now for a lot of regional hospitals is sort of these ambulatory outpatient centers. It's been a trend for a decade. They're doubling down on it now. And the whole thing is to create a funnel. For healthcare right now, it's a volume game. The more patients we can treat, the better we can sort of stabilize our bottom line. And so that's what all the other health systems are doing is expanding out to create a funnel into their main hospital, where University of Michigan is doing the opposite. And we haven't really seen this work out before because we've never seen it done, at least in the state of Michigan. Um, so this is sort of the first time that we're talking about expanding the care that they do at one hospital and trying to mimic that in other larger markets. Because um, Lansing is inevitably a, a pretty large market and, and a growing market. Um, and so we'll see sort of how that plays out over time and, and whether that turns out to be an advantage without Michigan medicine tarnishing its reputation by by having diminished care elsewhere. Hey, Dustin, before word of this deal became completely public, Sparrow announced that there would be layoffs. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? And I guess I'm also wondering how those layoffs work in a healthcare system setting more broadly. I mean, where exactly can they cut that hasn't already been gutted by staff shortage? Right. And so what you're saying is, yes, all, all hospitals are, are desperately trying to hire more nurses, more clinical care, even lower down the, the pole um, to, to they call them environmental services. So the people that sort of change beds, get red, beds and rooms ready. Um, so they're all desperately trying to hire for there. But again, they're losing money. So they have to cut basically in, in, in sort of that, that middle management positions, any sort of administrative position that isn't patient centered or, or in front of patients. They're looking at cuts. Um, and we don't know what that'll do to care ultimately, because obviously those roles are sort of important, to, you know, especially if you want your bill explained that you can't understand, which none of us can. Um, and so, you know, we haven't seen sort of that play out, but you're definitely going to see some bloodshed in that administrative part of healthcare for sure. We need to take a quick break. We'll have more for you in just a minute. Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. Support for Michigan Public's Stateside Podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. 
More information at laketrust.org. If memory serves, Michigan Medicine took over the Metro Health System a couple years back. Michigan Medicine's existing uh, map of uh, facilities and services does a, a lot of things in a lot of different communities. But, I mean, am I right in, in feeling like this feels like a substantial new step for the system? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Metro Health was was sort of a we, they already had a partnership. And really, this is following the same sort of map is, is Michigan. We've noticed Michigan Medicine doing is they're signing affiliation agreements. They have one with Trinity, which is the fifth largest health system in the country uh, based here in Michigan. Um, they keep having these affiliation agreements. And really, it's because we've seen over the last 20 years, a lot of pediatric beds closed. CSMOT remains sort of the juggernaut in the state for pediatric care. So they're expanding their pediatric care with these affiliation agreements. They did that with Metro Health, which is now University of Michigan West. They're doing it with Trinity. They started that, they did that with Sparrow three years ago, which sort of led to this deal. It led to these integration talks. But this definitely represents a larger step than Metro Health. Uh, when you talk to sort of the administration at Michigan Medicine, this is that next step to basically almost litmus testing whether the University of Michigan can expand its quality of care and its reputation uh, outside of the Ann Arbor area. Right. Uh, do you see substantial risk for Michigan Medicine in this? Absolutely. Integrating two companies is a very difficult thing. Integrating two healthcare companies is damn near impossible. Um, we've seen Corwell Health when Spectrum and Beaumont merged. The difficulties that they're having integrating um, early on, it's a slow moving process. Health systems employ lots of people. You know, University of Michigan is about 30,000, 25 to 30,000. Sparrow is only about 7,500 to 8,000. But integrating this is very difficult. And so if it slaps the University of Michigan, Michigan Medicine name all over Lansing, which I'm sure is um, not making MSU very happy. But if they slap that name on there and the quality of care is subpar compared to what it's offered in Ann Arbor, that could really tarnish its reputation. Um, and its reputation means a lot to its bottom line. You know, I'm glad you mentioned uh, the Corwell merger that was formed when Spectrum and Beaumont joined forces. Uh, how I this is I'm all ears for what you have to tell of that. What kinds of problems are they having integrating the system? Well, a lot of it has to do with Spectrum is a very well-run machine, and it has been. They, they are very good at operations. Beaumont has historically been very, very good at high quality of care because they had the best doctors. Spectrum was, Beaumont was always known to have the best doctors, right? Those were, uh, you know, some of the commercials back in the day that used to sort of focus on that. Um, but then they kind of had a lot of financial problems because of that. Um, they had a lot of uh, overhead due to these these high salaries for these these high end doctors, and the financials started to slip. And in this market now that we exist in, where where margins are razor thin, they just started losing money, um, and they did a lot of cutting and they lost a lot of people. And so, really trying to integrate that whole system, which is a, I mean, Beaumont is a large system, trying to integrate that in basically almost a merger of equals, you're talking about the complexity of, of having the same, you know, HR systems, the same communication systems. Uh, and let's not mention that it's a hospital. So it has, you know, a 5 billion different sort of technologies within there that have to com com communicate with each other. Um, that's difficult to do. That takes a lot of planning and usually a lot of investment. Um, and so as Beaumont sort of spent years um, losing its reputation. Well, now Spectrum, which has a great reputation, is now sort of merging together. And now they share one name. And so if you're mad at one, you're mad at all. Um, and so, you know, that's a difficult thing to do. And they're trying to navigate that uh, right now. 
You alluded to this, Dustin, and we just have a little tiny bit of time left, but I just can't get over what this is going to look like with Sparrow facilities right on the edge of MSU's campus and some partnerships there, as you mentioned. I mean, what what are we looking at? I mean, is MSU going to see block N- M signs right next to campus? Well, I spoke to the CEO of Michigan Medicine this morning, Marshall Runge, uh, and he said that they're not going to be real quick. Uh, should throw down the block M uh, in Lansing. Um, they're going to sort of slow roll it out um, because they said they value the partnerships they have with MSU and they respect that um, that institution. Um, so they, they don't plan on starting sort of a football rivalry uh, by throwing the block M up from what I'm told. But uh, I do imagine it would be if you're an administrator there because MSU Health is, has set up shop sort of uh, partnerships with Spectrum in Grand Rapids and partnerships with Henry Ford in Detroit um, then sort of lost their own home turf. Uh, It's University of Michigan. So I imagine that it's rubbing a little raw this morning. That is the pod for today. Today's episode was produced by our executive producer, Laura Weber Davis. Our podcast editor is Rachel Ishikawa. Other producers on stateside are Mike Blank, April Van Buren, Mercedes Mejia, and Ronia Kavansak. Music for the podcast comes from Blue Dot. You can hear full episodes of Stateside on michiganradio.org. Check us out this weekend when you're ready to listen to more. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Rebecca Williams. I'm Lester Graham. We've been working on a big project about Great Lakes birds called the Bird Connection. It will look at ducks and trumpeter swans. Egrets and herons. And piping plovers. Yes! We'll discuss what we've discovered at a Michigan Public Issues and Ale event. Including how some problems for birds are problems for people. It's at Arbor Brewing Company in Ypsilanti the evening of May 21st at 7. You can register at michiganpublic.org.